0: The work that I see myself doing is helping women get beyond the pain and struggles of PCOS to live the life that they were meant to live without PCOS holding them back. So living their best life and being the best version of themselves. And for many, many of the women that I work with, and I mean, this is sort of something that I still have to work on, is shifting to more of that abundant mindset. So rather than thinking that they'll never be enough, think that you are enough.
1: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, we are exploring an important topic that you have been asking me to cover on this podcast since the moment I released the first episode. I must have received at least 50 plus emails asking for this important topic to be covered. And here we are. The topic is how to thrive with polycystic ovary syndrome, also known as PCOS. Polycystic ovary syndrome is one of the most common hormonal disorders for women and the most common cause of female infertility affecting roughly 5 million American women, including one of my closest best friends. The first time I heard about PCOS was the day that my best friend officially received her diagnosis. I remember the day vividly because I was on the phone as she was trying to explain to me that she didn't feel like she had been well informed about how to take care of her body now that she had PCOS. Her doctor basically gave her a prescription for the pill, told her it was going to be extremely difficult to get pregnant and that she needed to watch out for diabetes and how she ate but that was basically it. She walked out of that office confused, scared, isolated and alone. No wonder she called me almost immediately. So as a good friend does, I began researching as much as I could about PCOS so that I could help her. And I remember how upset and helpless I felt because there wasn't a ton of information on how to heal or really get the body back on track when you have PCOS naturally. The pill was really the only solution that they were offering to most women at the time. Now, thankfully, things have changed significantly, and there are experts who devote their entire lives to supporting women just like my best friend. My guest is one of those women. She is known as the PCOS diva, Amy Medling. As someone who struggled with managing the symptoms of PCOS herself, she understands how frustrating, scary, and uncomfortable living with PCOS can be. Amy has made it her mission to help women take control of their health and their lives through lasting healing and sustainable lifestyle changes. Tens of thousands of women have found healing with her PCOS Diva Protocol. Amy is also the best-selling author of Healing PCOS, and you can find her at HealingPCOS.com. Amy Medline, welcome to the Essential You podcast. I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Marisa, and thrilled to be here. Well, we are going to be talking about a topic that one, you have been supporting women for, I mean, thousands and thousands of women for many years now but that my audience has been looking for for quite some time. And that is how to thrive with PCOS.
0: Yeah, it's really awful because I think what, so many women with PCOS are underserved. And I often hear from women with PCOS are just who are just so frustrated and they've really lost all hope because the only advice their doctors offer is to lose weight, take the birth control pill or metformin. Um, which is a diabetes drug that's used off-label for women with PCOS, and really live with their symptoms. And for much of my life, I was one of those women as well. I'm excited to dive into your story because I know that this has been a big journey
1: for you that's really led you to supporting women today and really shedding light on this kind of hidden disease, hidden condition that a lot of women are dealing with today.
0: Yeah. And it isn't necessarily a disease. It's a syndrome. It's sort of a compilation of symptoms that are given this name, polycystic ovary syndrome. And I can go into more detail how to actually get a diagnosis later on in the podcast. But the crazy thing is that it affects up to 15% of all women. That's the, the number that I've been seeing lately. And between 50 and 70% of women that have PCOS are undiagnosed. So chances are there's some listeners that some of these symptoms, they can sort of check off on this checklist and have never been told that they have PCOS. Wow.
1: And yeah, I apologize on the the syndrome. That's absolutely correct. So tell me a little bit about your story and how did you discover that you had PCOS?
0: So as early as age 14, I wrestled with common PCOS symptoms. And it seems like it was my fate because my mother also dealt with PCOS. When she was diagnosed, it was called Stein-Leventhal disorder back in the 60s and 70s. My grandmothers, both maternal and paternal, also had PCOS symptoms. And my sister does as well. I really felt like it was this genetic fate of women in my family One day in college, I found myself sitting in this cold exam room, scared and confused, feeling lousy, not having a period in months, not understanding why. And the doctor kind of looked at me and said that they're going to have to jump through hoops one day to get me pregnant. She renewed my prescription for the birth control pill and sent me on my way. And I really felt so helpless and alone. Many years later, in my late 20s, I actually did become pregnant with my first child with the help of fertility drugs. And after the birth of my second son, though, I felt worse than ever. No, I still had not received a PCOS diagnosis. And I had these two beautiful children, a wonderful husband, but I was exhausted all the time and my symptoms were at their worst. And I really was not the wife or mother that I wanted to be. And after years of following mainstream advice from countless doctors, I couldn't tolerate the pill anymore and I couldn't tolerate metformin. I realized that these drugs that they offered were making me sicker and more miserable. And I was at age 31, 32, I was just way too young to feel so old and I couldn't go on living this way. So that's when I realized that I had to empower myself and take control of my health. No one could do it for me. I couldn't take advice at face value and continue to think and act like a victim. I mean, that was really that aha turning point for me. And this is something that I tell women with PCOS. It's not your fault that you have PCOS, but continuing to think and act like a victim is. So... I scoured the internet for information, read countless books, went back to school to learn from experts. And after hundreds of hours and tons of trial and error, I developed a protocol that really allowed me to thrive. I changed my diet, my lifestyle, but really most importantly, my mindset. I really started taking care of myself and my husband noticed this shift and declared me a diva. And at first I was offended until I realized that In order to be my best and give my best to my family, I did have to fill my cup first and I had to be a diva. So at the time, my reproductive endocrinologist that I was seeing, she started seeing my success and she started sending women to me for help that could not tolerate. She would give them like my email address, those that couldn't tolerate meformin or the pill either. And I just was realizing that what I was doing could really be replicated with other women and that this sort of diva protocol could help others. And that there were millions of women that were just like me, struggling against their symptoms with medicine advice that really just didn't help. And I could break what I learned into small, manageable steps and help women take control of their symptoms. And now that's what I do with PCUSDiva.com and... The really happy ending to this story is that I'm also the mother of an amazing daughter who was really the direct product of the lifestyle I forged, you know, after I was told that I would never get pregnant again without fertility treatments. So, the real takeaway of my story that I want women to hear is that women need to understand that they are not a victim. PCOS is not their fate. But there's no magic pill and they can thrive with PCOS when they embrace the power of knowledge, diet and lifestyle, which we can talk about.
1: I'm so excited to talk about that. Now, before we get into, because we've got some great information I'm going to have you share, I would love to just dive into the diva encompassing of the part of, I wouldn't call it your brand necessarily, but what it was, because I love the PCOS diva. I love everything that it encompasses. But can you tell us, what is what does the culture of that look like, or what does that feel like
0: for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And so I have a new book called Healing PCOS Coming Out, and I really put a lot of thought into sort of this definition of a diva. And I was wondering if I could just read the little definition from the book. Absolutely. That That would be so great. So what is a PCOS diva? So a PCOS diva is a woman with hope. She has taken charge of her health and happiness and takes steps every day to enhance both. She chooses to thrive with PCOS and is empowered by the knowledge she gathers as she educates herself about PCOS. And as a result of her regimen, she's able to give her best to herself and others to be an example of the power of self-care. She's capable of advocating for herself and surrounds herself with supportive healthcare team and community of friends and family she deserves. A PCOS diva looks beyond physical support required to manage symptoms, and works to heal and enhance her whole person, mind, body, and spirit. A PCOS Diva is an inspiration. I love
1: it. I'm so grateful that you had sat down and really defined what that looks like. This particular podcast is all about helping women become the CEO of their own healthcare. And that really embodies so much of what I'm hoping to bring to women. It's like how we can take a lot of ownership of our bodies and not only have people that can help guide us on this mission, but that we don't feel like we're constantly just giving our health away to somebody else isn't always making the best decisions for us.
0: Yeah. And if you kind of recall in my story, when I I said I didn't feel like the best mom and wife that I could be, and it was really because I was doing for everyone else and putting myself last on the list. I mean, I thought that was what a good mom and wife does. She sacrifices herself for her family. And that's what I did. And I ended up really at the lowest point in my life. And it wasn't until I realized that I had to fill my cup first and take care of my own self-needs, not in a selfish way, but really as this act of extreme self-care that I began to heal. And I think so many women fall into that trap of doing everything for everyone else, but neglecting themselves in the process.
1: Right. And feeling so much shame and guilt around it as well. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm, absolutely.
1: So One of the things that you and I talked about for this episode or for this interview was that a lot of women are going undiagnosed. They don't even necessarily know that they're dealing with PCOS. And so I would love for us to get into some of the the signs and symptoms that we should be on the lookout for when it comes to this particular
0: syndrome. Sure. So a lot of times, signs and symptoms can come up during puberty. And although a lot of irregular menstrual cycles, acne, which is another symptom of PCOS, can also be just a parcel of puberty. So sometimes it's hard to really diagnose a teenager But if you're beyond your teenage years and you're suffering from irregular menstrual periods, signs of excess androgens, which is male hormones, so things like hirsutism, so hair growth where as a woman you really wouldn't want it. So, you know, facial hair, maybe on your chest, hair loss. So it's kind of that male pattern baldness sort of around your crown area, hair thinning. It would be different from alopecia areta where you're losing patches of hair. This would be more of like a diffuse hair loss. Other physical symptoms include acne. That's kind of tied in with that elevated androgens. And then signs of insulin resistance. So blood sugar dysregulation, you know, you might be hypoglycemic or you have difficulty losing weight. And the weight gain that you experience is often kind of that spare tire around the middle. There's also an emotional component of PCOS and symptoms can include anxiety and depression, mood disorders, so moodiness and irritability. And there's lots of women with PCOS also have disordered eating patterns. So there's this really this whole myriad of symptoms that women with PCOS can experience. And we could go into lots of different detail. Women with PCOS can have dry eye and hearing loss and gum disease. And hypothyroidism is another one. There's quite a connection to hypothyroid and autoimmune Hashimoto's as well. But to get a diagnosis of PCOS, right now, we really look at, it's called the Rotterdam criteria. So you would express two out of the following three signs. So one would be polycystic ovaries, and that's where the names came from, because through vaginal ultrasound, you could determine whether your ovaries have sort of the classic polycystic expression. So it kind of looks like a string of pearls around your ovaries. It's all of these undeveloped cysts. But the interesting thing to note is that 30% of women with PCOS do not have polycystic ovaries. So just looking at that alone is not enough. In fact, 20% of women who have cysts on their ovaries, which is really where the name polycystic ovary syndrome came from, do not have PCOS. And 30% of women who do have PCOS have no cysts. So that's one of the criteria of the, the Rotterdam criteria, which is really how doctors should be diagnosing PCOS. So it would be polycystic ovaries, enlarged ovaries containing at least 12 follicles each shown on an ultrasound. So that would be one. The second criteria would be irregular ovulation or absent ovulation. And the third is elevated levels of androgen hormones, such as testosterone. So if you have two out of those three criteria, then you would be diagnosed with PCOS.
1: And if someone is feeling like or thinking that they've got PCOS, that's the test that they should be asking
0: for. Well, it's not so much a test, but it's diagnostic criteria. So you would want your doctor to take your blood work to look for those elevated androgens and you'd want to make sure that your doctor did a vaginal ultrasound to see if you had polycystic ovaries and then you certainly want want to discuss your cycles with your doctor if you're not ovulating oftentimes women with PCOS have have very long cycles can go for 40 50 and beyond days between periods got it okay that's that's
1: good to know so if they're beginning to see let's say acne, or they are feeling moods, there's just clearly lots of different symptoms, but predominantly if their cycle is extending out for a long time, that may be time to really go check out what's going on.
0: Yeah, or an absent menstrual cycle. And that's really, it's really important that you talk to your doctor about that. It could seem like, oh, it's great because I'm not having a period every month and you don't have to go through the hassle of that. But women with PCOS are at elevated risk of endometrial cancer because they're not shedding that uterine lining every month. So it's really important that you talk to your doctor about your cycle and try to get a diagnosis, especially if you have some of the, the symptoms that I had named earlier in the podcast. And And the thing to realize, too, is that doctors are not always well-educated about PCOS. And I think the other thing that can happen is you end up seeing multiple doctors to treat symptoms so you might go to a dermatologist for acne or hair loss and you go to a psychiatrist for depression and anxiety and you know you might go to the OBGYN for your issues with your cycle but nobody's really trying to get to the root cause of these issues and oftentimes it's up to us to sort of put these pieces together and really advocate for ourselves i absolutely agree with that so once
1: someone has a diagnosis and now now they're kind of set with the fact that they've got to start healing their bodies and this is really where you come into play and i know that you touch upon this a lot in the book that's really what the book is about so can we talk a little bit about that healing process
0: yeah absolutely so the way that my i set the book up is that before you start Changing the way that you eat and the way that you move your body because your diet and your exercise habits are absolutely very critical to helping to bring your body back into balance. You really have to start by changing the way you think about PCOS in your body. And, and you know, I had mentioned earlier about moving beyond sort of this victim mentality that they're suffering from PCOS symptoms is not your fate. And while there's no magic pill, you can really thrive with PCOS. And so I break down sort of these new mindset practices that I want women with PCOS to establish. So first off, I think that so many women come to this place with a mindset of lack. So let me just explain that. So what I mean by this mindset of lack is I think women often feel like they're not enough, that there's not enough time in the day to take care of themselves. They don't have enough money to get the healthy food that they need. There's this sense of blaming others and situations and imperfections in yourself and on others. But rather, I want you to shift to a more abundant. Mindset. And we could kind of talk about some of those shifts, but I don't want to go into too much detail there because I want to hit some of these other areas. I find a lot of women with PCOS have definitely that type A mentality and, you know, they're really seeking perfection. And so we need to start shifting, working towards progress and not perfection. And that's a huge mindset shift that will help you set like reasonable goals and embrace the small wins, which is important because with PCOS, there's no cure and you have to manage this over a lifetime and you need to Take it one step at a time and focus on those small wins and the small steps forward. And then mindfulness is just really important. Truly being able to savor and being present in the moment will become a habit that's going to really change your perspective on the way that you move and eat. And then self-care and nurturing. Realizing, and we've talked about it, that caring for yourself is not selfish. It really changes your life. And then also partnering with your body. You know, your body's not betraying you. It's really calling out for your help. And I want you to learn how to stop fighting with your body instead of working with it in partnership to recognize its signals and respond in a loving and nurturing way. So I frame that all as thinking like a diva. <laughs> I love
1: that. Let's touch upon a little bit of the what it looks like to be fighting with yourself. You know, I think a lot of women feel like getting this diagnosis is that it's not a good thing, that there's not a lot of positives here. But there is ways to be looking at this, all of this as in a positive light. Maybe that we do get to start focusing on our own self-care. We do get to start focusing on a mindset of healing our body. Maybe this is a really great wake-up call that tells us it's time for us to slow down and really focus on us. Could you focus a little bit on like some of the positives and what have you seen with women who've been able to shift that negative mindset into embracing what's happening with their
0: body? Well, actually, I'd love to tell you just this little story that a woman posted the other day on one of my Facebook groups. She said that thinking like a diva and being a diva like literally changed her life and she realized how much she loved to dance. And that's one of the things that, you know, I really encourage women is to move your body in ways that you love. For me, there's nothing that I love about running on a treadmill in a crowded gym. Like that just brings no joy to my life. But I love getting outside and playing basketball with my kids and going for hikes in nature. But this woman loved to dance and she started losing weight. And her moods improved, and her cycles improved, just by making this one really joyful self care change in her life.
1: So, Amy, what is what is one of the biggest transformations you see with women when it comes to embracing their healing journey and getting to a place where they're where their bodies are really working for them?
0: Well, I, again, I, I'm going to say it sort of goes back to your mindset and. The work that I see myself doing is helping women get beyond the pain and struggles of PCOS to live the life that they were meant to live without PCOS holding them back. So living their best life and being the best version of themselves. And for many, many of the women that I work with, and I mean, this is sort of something that I still have to work on, is shifting to more of that abundant mindset. So rather than thinking that they'll never be enough, think that you are enough. And looking at others with jealousy and envy, you really want to shift to celebrating others' successes, being open to new ideas rather than being really rigid and closed off, focusing on progress, like I mentioned before, rather than being a perfectionist, really living and owning your authenticity rather than comparing yourself to others. And just realizing that you are in control of your health by the choices that you make. It's just these small daily choices that you make, what you put on the end of your fork, what thought you're going to think next, how you choose to move your body, and taking time to set yourself up for success through meal planning and making sure you have your supplements ready for the day to take and shifting your morning habits and your evening bedtime routine. It's all of these small little choices that you make from this abundant, joyful mindset that really, I think, sets you up to being the best version of you.
1: No, oh, I love that. And I know that you cover so much of this, really that mindset shift in the book. And what I'd love to do is I'd love for you to just take a moment and tell us a little bit about the book. I mean, I kind of get a sense of the inspiration around it, but what are, what are some of the highlights? What is this book really bringing to the table for women everywhere?
0: So the book is really an action plan. It's a 21-day plan. And I take you step by step in, in the second half of the book, providing meal plans and protocols and supplement regimens and guide you each step of the way through those 21 days to discover your PCOS diva. Before that, I set you up with those mindset shifts and how to eat like a diva and how to move like a diva, all setting you up for this 21-day action plan. I think it's a unique book in sort of the PCOS world because there's been so many books on the science, kind of the why of PCOS, but I don't think there's been really any sustainable action plan for women with PCOS. And again, this isn't a diet. It's just a new way of living so that you can thrive with PCOS.
1: I love it. I, I love that, that it's an action plan. I know so many women, even listening to this today, may still feel like they want to be able to follow something that feels doable and that they can really just stick to. And when I was taking a look at the book, I've read most of it already. And I just love, I, the plan is very actionable, but it's very easy to follow. And there is just so much positivity. There's just, and you really set women up for success with the book.
0: Yeah. And I like to think that I'm sort of, you can kind of hear my voice along the way, gently coaching you to live your best life with PCOS. And right now I'm offering a really beautiful companion workbook to go with it. And that's available at healingpcos.com. And the companion workbook is going to be combined with a Facebook book club where I will be actually walking you through the 21 day plan starting on May 14th.
1: Oh, that's such a wonderful thing to
0: give. Thank you so much, Amy. Well, I really want to set women up for success. And I think that the big thing that's missing in the book is the community aspect. There's something that's really motivating to be held accountable in a group of like-minded women peers that are kind of going through the same struggles and supporting each other. And, And I'll be on that Facebook group every day with my team of coaches to be your cheerleader and guide. And there's just such power in that. So I really hope that women listening who suspect that they have PCOS or just dealing with other chronic Illnesses will take advantage of that because it's going to be a great, great experience.
1: I absolutely agree. Okay, I have one more question
0: for you before
1: we go. <laughs> I want to know, and I know that everyone's going to want to know: is what is the one thing, what's the daily habit, or the one natural solution that you do every day for yourself that really moves the needle for your well-being?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, there's so, there's so many. I know but... you
1: have so many, and there's so many in the book, by the way. <laughs>
0: All right. So the thing that popped in my mind was making sure that I have a meal plan for the week and I've gone to the grocery store and I've stocked my refrigerator with lots of healthy food because then it makes it really easy for me, you know, when you're tempted to order pizza (laughs) because it's just a busy night and, you know, I always have easy meals that I can prepare or things in the freezer that I can pull out. So just, I mean, that preparation, is really key, and I think that sets me up for success. And I see that that's such a factor in women that I coach. When you, when you don't have a plan, what is that saying? When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And and I think that that is really key.
1: I love it, and I think you're absolutely right. It is so easy to cheat or get off of the your program, or when you're super busy, running around, and you know that's the case for so much of us as women. And if you have food to grab, if there's already cut up vegetables. Or whatever it may be, that's much easier to stay on top of your healthy eating routine. Which I know we didn't get into a ton today, but you do a marvelous job at laying that all out for us inside of the book, which
0: everyone's going to need to grab. Well, well, thanks. And there's 85 recipes in the book as well. And you know, I have a lot of recipes on my site, pcosdiva.com. I think it's for women who are used to sort of eating a processed standard American diet. Sometimes it can be difficult to shift to whole foods, but I think I do a pretty good job of making whole foods taste really delicious. So, and it's these small baby steps taken slowly over time that I really encourage in the book as well. So, you know, it's not so overwhelming, but thank you, Marisa. I'm just so appreciative to be able to share my message of hope and healing on your podcast today.
1: Well, thank you so much, Amy, honey. And I'm so, so excited to support you. And I know that this book is going to change so many lives. And I just want to thank you for taking, I mean, the time, the everything. So much of you goes into these types of projects, right? So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and and sharing part of your life's work for women.
0: Oh, well, it's really a joy. It's a joy and a pleasure for me.
1: All right, my dear. Well, have a wonderful day. And I look forward to
0: connecting with you soon. Okay. Thanks, Marisa, so much. Bye-bye.
1: I can't begin to tell you how incredible of a resource Amy's new book is for women out there struggling with PCOS and not having the answers that they deserve. I want to encourage you to share the book with a friend who could really benefit from Amy's protocols. You best believe that I shared it with my best friend. You can find the link to Amy's book bonuses in the show notes for this episode on my website, drmarisa.com, episode 18. That is D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A dot com slash episode and the number 18. Thank you so much for stopping in and listening to the Essential You podcast. You are such an inspiration for this podcast, especially today's episode. It was really your questions you're reaching out to me that brought amy to the table so thank you now coming up next i'm going to be personally showing you how to make over your entire toxic cleaning cabinet with just five ingredients and a couple of my favorite recipes so you are going to want to check it out i can't wait to see you there and lastly, I would love to hear from you about what you want more of on the podcast. So take a moment, rate and review the Essentially You podcast on iTunes. That way I can continue to bring amazing guests like Amy Medling to the table so that you become the CEO of Your Health. It was such a pleasure and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.